0: This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we salute our squash seniors. Like other Bobcat fall and winter sports, they made the most of a year that saw no competition. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, Bates, my The women's squash team went 38-22 and during Maeve O'Brien's time as a Bobcat. The senior captain teamed with fellow captain Katie Montanac this year to lead the Bobcats through a season that did not happen due to the pandemic. While Montanac is returning in the fall, O'Brien is graduating at the end of the month. So we caught up with her to look back on her time as a Bobcat. Gotta start with this unprecedented year. No competitive matches, unfortunately, but you were one of the captains. How did you and uh, Katie go about uh, being leaders this year with with no matches to play, basically?
1: Absolutely, Aaron. I think that's something that was really big for us was definitely motivating the team to stay focused and definitely take this time to further develop their skills and keep working hard. But also with not being able to play matches, we definitely wanted to focus on still being able to have fun. So I think that Katie and I definitely – wanted to have practice be a fun part of everybody's day where they did get to come out of their room or get off campus and still have squash be that that fun outlet for them.
0: Excellent. And I know there was a, a senior day thing a couple of weeks ago at the squash center. Tell me about those uh, festivities.
1: It was great. Um, all the underclassmen definitely went above and beyond to make that day extremely special for us, which was really nice because we didn't really get to have that moment on court, like playing another team. but. We walked away from that day all saying that we liked it better than what we've done with Senior Day in the past. They did such a nice job. They went all out decorating the Squash Center. They had extremely nice speeches planned out for us, and it was very special.
0: And then, you know, take us back to when you were in high school. Uh, For those who maybe don't remember every single podcast, I know we've had you on before, but uh, when did you first decide you wanted to come to Bates?
1: I mean, from the moment that I walked around campus, I definitely knew that this was where I wanted to be. I had met with a few other members of the squash team before coming here. And, you know, they gave a lot of really good insight as to the community that Bates has to offer and how Bates definitely plays into a lot of the things that I was looking for in a college. I like to know everybody and be a part of everything. And that was something that I definitely got here And that definitely played a big role in the squash team as well.
0: Terrific. And I always ask us seniors about memorable matches. What are some memorable matches during your time as a Bobcat that kind of stand out to you?
1: Oh gosh, that's a tough one. I feel like there's so many. Um, Definitely every time we play Colby, like the bus ride home from Colby is always just a great one. Um, At the end of the season playing um, Nescax, I think one year at, it was either NESCACs or Nationals. We, or no, it was actually at Bates, but we beat Middlebury here um, at home for the first time in a few years, I think, uh, last year. So that was definitely a top moment.
0: I know, yeah, those Middlebury and Williams matches always seem yeah. like the 10 a little higher, right?
1: <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: What is it about those schools that makes it such a good rivalry for the squash team, you think?
1: I mean, I think definitely just having it be in the NESCAC is a big one, but then, I mean, those are competitive matches. like. Those are the ones that make it more exciting to win. It's especially with squash because it's not a team sport. When it comes down to that last person on court, when the score is 4 4 and one person's left and the whole team is behind the court cheering, that's what I think makes those matches extra, extra exciting.
0: And the squash center is a few minutes off campus. I think. I saw a senior salute from Erica Parker. I think you were one of the main drivers of uh, folks around around uh, the to, to, to matches <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. How'd that kind of go for you?
1: It's always fun. I mean, I think part of the fun is like chatting in the car together before a practice. And I mean, we didn't get to have it this year because of COVID, but usually we have a huge van mm. and we all pack in the van and the music's on. And it's kind of, it just adds to the whole, the whole part of practice.
0: What was the team dynamic like throughout your four years? I mean, obviously you all have squash in common, but people from around the world on a squash team, right?
1: It is, it is, Um, which definitely makes it a lot more fun. I mean, meeting people that, live in different countries one of my really good friends on the um men's team omar he's from egypt and so it's definitely interesting to get to know people who aren't from the u.s or who aren't as familiar with things that you are
0: i know you went through a coaching transition uh, during your time here and um, you know rye herget has been the head coach the last couple of years what, what's he been like
1: he has been great i think that having a new coach come in like rye definitely changed my outlook on bait squash um I feel like I've been playing squash for so long that having a new component really is motivating and definitely pushes me to kind of re-engage with the sport and push myself harder. And Rye has been great. Rye is definitely a coach that will get on the court with you and will work on technical stuff and strategy. And so with that, I think that I've definitely over the last two years now been able to progress as a squash player.
0: Great. Do you have plans on you know, playing uh, after, you're, uh, after you graduate in terms of recreationally anything like that?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely keep playing. That's one of the best things about squash. Um, my mom actually plays squash and she still plays every day. And I definitely want to continue playing.
0: Do you play against her a lot?
1: <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes it gets pretty competitive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, what's what's in the near future for you? Um, what, what are some post-college plans for perhaps right now?
1: I actually just got a job in Boston, so I will be moving there over, uh, over the summer. I'm going into the wellness field, so I'm working for a company that um, implements wellness programs at corporate companies.
0: Great. How do you feel like your Bates education has maybe prepared you for the next step?
1: It definitely has. I mean, going into this field, I always wanted to do something with psychology, but wasn't necessarily ready to maybe be a counselor or a therapist, and so I think I know that I'll definitely be able to use my psych degree and everything I've learned about wellness through squash in this job.
0: Awesome. What are your thoughts you want to share about your time as a Bobcat? We haven't got to talk about.
1: Um, I don't think so. I think it's overall. I've loved being a part of the Bates community and the Bates athletic community. And I mean, I will cherish these memories for the rest of my life.
0: Terrific. Mabel Bryan, senior captain of the women's squash team. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Aaron.
0: Omar Atea and Dylan Muldoon are the senior captains of the men's squash team. During their time at Bates, the Bobcats went 35 and 23. Both are being honored this Saturday at the Senior Student-Athlete Recognition Ceremony, with Atea having earned second team all NESCAC honors in 2019, and Muldoon being a Senior Scholar Award winner. Omar, first of all, before we start, I know Dylan Muldoon is swamped with work this week, so you're speaking on his behalf as well. So just tell me a little bit about how you and Dylan have led the program uh, during this crazy year with with no matches and whatnot.
2: Yeah, it was definitely a a very interesting um, time. We really uh, struggled in the beginning uh, over the summer, you know, coordinating stuff with our team. Um, especially, you know, during COVID matters and everyone really did not have a chance to, you know, train and, you know, think about squash in general, like during a pandemic. Uh, so we usually like, uh, in the beginning, we were just there for each other, like as a, as a brotherhood, for example, you know, like holding each other accountable, uh, seeing how everybody's doing, how their families, if they're healthy and safe. Uh, By the time of the end, like ending of the summer, like around August, uh, a lot of places starting to started to open up in America. Um, And, you know, um, we were trying to, you know, get as much, um, you know, training in as possible. Once we came back, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't come back actually uh, in the first semester. So I'll give it that to. Dylan Muldoon for you know leading the team by himself I was leading the team with support uh, vicariously uh, in Egypt Uh, however um, during the you know the matters of you know seeing if we could actually have a season or not you know we were just training to see uh, just we would be ready in case there was a season and by the time you know around Late September, uh, the NESCAC announced, you know, the cancelling of winter, winter events, especially for well, it was the CSA that um, announced the the cancellation of all, you know, sporting events uh, in terms of squash, and you know, it was a big, it was a, it was, a, it was a big disappointment for the team. However, you know, me and, and Dylan Muldoon and, and Rye, we, we just, you know decided among ourselves that, you know, we're just going to keep working and we're going to develop and, you know, grow the team more uh, to get them ready, you know, for the for the for the next year or 20, 2021 2022 season.
0: Yeah. So when you were able to come back to campus um, after the new year and everything, when you first, I uh, you know, talk with the first years and stuff and work with them, maybe when you finally got back on the courts a little bit, perhaps what were some things you told the first years about? what a normal season would be like for squash and what to succeed as a bobcat.
2: That it is it is very time consuming. It mm-hmm. is it, it it should it it should be time consuming. It should be uh taking a priority uh in your in your day-to-day life, uh, obviously well balancing it with, you know, academics. Um that it, it is very competitive. The the number one thing that we talked to Coach Rye about, you know, um, with the, with the, especially with the first years, you know, is that we're setting them up for a competitive, you know, environment. Um, the, 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 you know, the freshmen, the first years, they, they did not really see the competitive environment me and other, you know, teammates have seen in the past years. Uh, you know, they haven't played against our rivals. They haven't gone to the NESCAC tournament. They haven't gone to nationals. Um, and so they haven't seen the competition. And so we really stressed on the in- competitive environment in our building, you know, we, 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 we focused on a lot of challenge matches, a lot of, you know, fitness challenges, uh, trying to see, you know, driving the competition in them so we can get them ready for next year.
0: Terrific. Well, take us back maybe to happier times when we did have squash matches on campus. What were some memorable matches for you? I think I know an answer with Williams being involved, but tell me a little bit more about some memorable matches during your time as a Bobcat.
2: Yeah, um, I would say, you know, the, the Williams is a very, very memorable one. You know, um, I, I personally didn't know it was a big deal until people told me it was a big deal after.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: uh, and then, you know, it, and then there was another Williams, you know, win that same year. Uh, I would say, I would say the most recent memorable one that I personally see as an achievement is the Navy uh, match at the end of the season last year. Uh, I think the Navy win is, an, is a, you know, a, a milestone and an interesting achievement because, we usually don't play them and that was a very big decider in an in the national tournament um i think i think also the navy has been you know a very you know renowned team in the in the called squash association and so you know like i mean i my my game was not a decider but it did bring back you know, the game for a decider for Garen Rothenberg to win it at the end mm-hmm. after I was too, do- too loved down. Um, uh, another win I would say was very memorable was, you know, last year's, uh, Graham Bennell's uh, decider yeah. against Middlebury, uh, at number one, I think that was a very, you know, memorable experience for me as well. And, you know, I would say also, um, I would say a a win for the team in Nescax. This was my freshman year when we finished second behind Trinity.
0: You beat Williams. Was, you beat Williams six to three in Nescax semi. Yes.
2: So that was the second Williams game I yeah. was talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, and then that then then and there we reached, you know, the final against Trinity and we lost unfortunately. However, that was the very, you know, strong finish to the season. Uh being second in the NESCAC uh obviously is a very good position to be in. And yeah, that's uh, that's all I could uh, you know think of right now. There's definitely more.
0: Well you I mean you had some epic matches. It seems like all your matches went five games, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, that, that that was when I was uh, you know, uh uh you know, like fresh legs. I had fresh legs. <laughs>
0: Oh, I know you. obviously the program went through a coaching change about, about halfway through your time here. What has uh, Rye Herket been like as a head coach?
2: You know, Rye, Rye is a, a very tactical coach. I think Rye has a lot of experience in the college uh, squash uh, environment. He has been a competitor. He has been, you know, he, he has been a competitor and number one of the number one nationally ranked team in the nation. And so I think there's a lot, you know, you could learn from him. There, actually, there is a lot, a lot to learn from him. Um, um, just, you know, skill wise, tactical wise, and obviously, you know, he would definitely, he, would, he, he, was, he was playing under one of the, you know, the most renowned coaches um, of college squash. And, you know, the, the insights and the experiences from, Paul Asciante at Trinity, you know, are definitely big lessons for Coach Rye. And, you know, Coach Rye is coming into Bates with a lot of experience, and he can definitely, you know, attribute a lot and, and, you know, contribute a lot to the growth of our team.
0: Going forward, in terms of, you know, are you going to scratch that itch to continue to compete in squash? uh, What are some of your plans maybe after you graduate here?
2: So basically, looking at you know, we have ten days till graduation. I am planning to you know move move, move to New York, uh, to work or to actually work along McLeod Abbott and oh, nice. uh, Mahmoud three in uh, uh, a fintech company called NerdWallet. And you know, um, it's a good gr- it's a great experience in showing how like you know the squash the squash team is a very very uh, collaborative environment. Uh, we help each other out. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping to move forward in uh, a career in, like, you know, finance and tech and uh, see where that takes me. With the squash side, I was, uh, you know, I considered playing pro for a little bit, but, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, still up in the air, not really sure about it. I still, I'm seeing the balance between, you know, professional, professional squash and, you know, um, uh, playing, uh, not playing, uh, working uh, in a field that I really like. Uh, But if uh, professional squash, you know, is not um, in the picture anymore, definitely, definitely would uh, continue coaching squash. I I always want to be in the picture um, in the squash world. Uh, I've been I've been in it for, you know, since. Since I was like seven, five, six, seven years old Um, and I'm not ready to leave it now. So if um, if, uh, you know, professional squash is not the case for me, then definitely coaching would be. Oh, maybe, maybe I will come back to Bates in a couple of years. Who knows? <laughs>
0: well, I'm going to say at the very least, you'll get some uh, matches in with um, McLeod and Mahmoud, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Play some doubles tournaments or something. Yeah. That would be, that would be great.
0: <laughs> great. Well, Omar, yeah. any other thoughts about your time as a Bobcat you wanted to share? We haven't got to talk about yet.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was uh it was a great run. Great four years. You know, I made memories here. I could uh, definitely say I've grown here uh, in and outside the court, you know, um, I think that I think that I uh, under under uh, Coach Rye's uh, uh, leadership, I think you know I, I can see a great trajectory for the squash team, and I think and I will be definitely more than happy to you know attend future squash games for the for the Bates Bobcats and you know see it thrive like we uh, we usually did.
0: Sounds good. Omar Atea, senior salute for men's squash. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. Thank you so much, Aaron. Head coach Ray Hergeth leads both squash teams. He took over prior to the 2019-2020 campaign and led the teams to a combined record of 24 and 15 in his first year. This year, he and the Bobcats persevere through a season like no other, and Hergetz joined the Bobcast to salute the seniors and talk about the challenges they've dealt with during their careers.
3: You know, we did not get the opportunity to actually have a proper senior day, um, which normally happens when we play our last home game. So this season we we unfortunately could not fit in any matches. So what we also do in the beginning of the season that we were not able to actually accomplish this year was have a little like inter-squad scrimmage. So we kind of combined scrimmage and senior day as a part of one. And uh, yeah, it was a great, you know, because it wasn't an official match, there was no real pressure actually you know having to perform you know once the ceremonial thank yous and speeches were over so it kind of gave us an opportunity to really say thank you and um what they've meant to the squash program throughout their four years and especially this past season so yeah we had a lot of fun kind of the whole senior day thing in the squash court works like this um the juniors kind of uh Hand out specific uh, presents to acknowledge their uh, four-year contribution as a part of a team, and every present is kind of um, a symbol of of that senior's uh, personality or things that that you know they accomplished. I kind of want to give you some some more you know um, specific details about what kind of presents were given out, but I think some of the seniors might not like that. Um <laughs> so yeah we had a we had a fun day kind of like I said it, w- it was a great opportunity for us to just uh, thank them and um they had a very difficult year because they couldn't finish off their college careers how they really wanted to but uh yeah it was it was a fantastic day
0: Awesome and then for you in general I mean you being a, a relatively a newer head coach here at Bates what are some of these seniors meant to you in terms of their leadership within a season where there was no competition as you mentioned
3: Firstly, you know, I think for me being a fairly new coach, um, it was sad to, to not really see the true potential of them. Maeve O'Brien, she spent her first semester abroad. So I did not really see the best of her during her second semester. Omar Atia, same thing, also went abroad during the fall of his junior year. So I also just saw glimpses of what their true potential was. And then with uh, Dylan Muldoon was actually he was he had a hamstring injury for the majority of his junior year season. So pretty much all the seniors, I really did not see their true potential, which was kind of sad in a way. But I mean, what they meant to this team this year was absolutely priceless. When the season started, we kind of knew that the nature of squash being 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 in a closed environment you know being inside we all kind of accepted that we weren't going to have a season so when the full semester started i pretty much i gave the seniors the opportunity to either be a part of the team this season or not you know their their squash futures are pretty much finished so i gave them the opportunity to you know completely say hey coach i would rather focus on on my future focus on my academics, my, my thesis, um, kind of, you know, get ready for life after college. And none of the four seniors chose that option. They each chose to continue to help the underclassmen and to use this as an opportunity to almost, you know, give back to a program that really meant a lot to them, you know, during their first three years. So I give you know, the seniors a lot of credit for you know, not, not taking that almost easy way out and, um, and focusing on themselves, but rather making sure that, that we're really working hard and we're focused towards next season when, when we can, you know, again, um, use that, that as an opportunity to, to create something special and, um, and have a, a you know, potentially um, fantastic season.
0: Yeah, you mentioned four seniors because one who was going to be class of 2021 is actually coming back in the fall, Katie Montanac. So you're going to have uh, her as a very experienced player, at least in the fall during like the November and December matches, right? So what does that mean to have her coming back to provide that experience?
3: Oh, I mean, that's, again, having, having pretty much four years of experience, even though she did not compete this past season, she was still part of the team. She was still a senior, uh, senior co-captain. So her leadership coming in next year is going to be priceless. Her experience is going to be priceless. Um, we're going to have on both the women and on the men's team, we're going to have, you know, 75% of, of, of both teams have never played a college match, which is rare just because of, you know, the fact that the season was canceled. We have five, five freshmen on the men's side and three on the women's side in addition to the freshmen coming in next season. Right. So the majority of both teams have never seen a college match. So to have someone um, like Katie, who's been here for a long time, she's played in some very big matches, to have that experience, um, like I said, it's she's going to be priceless, and it's going to be sad to see her go.
0: Certainly. And then the other seniors on the women's team, uh, Maeve O'Brien, we touched on that. She's also one of the captains. Uh, her sophomore year, I think the year before you were, you got here, she was 12-1 and one that season. And then you mentioned she went abroad and then came back last year. And that's got to be a tough circumstance, right? Going abroad and then coming back and immediately jumping into a competitive squash, right? Yes. For her,
3: um, that conversation to her is, uh, is not a fun conversation. Um, you know, I think she had a, a very fun uh, semester abroad. So she came back. Um, not in great shape, and not ready to really compete at a high level. But the personality and the character that Maeve has is, is she didn't really let that affect her that much. You know, she stepped on court the same way as she would have during her her freshman and sophomore year, always giving it 100%, always trying to find a way to help her team win. Um, and, you know, that shows with her her, uh, her college record being 35 wins and 13 losses. That's a very impressive record, even though she went abroad and came back, um, not really ready to compete at that high level. But yeah, I mean, kind of like I said, she was she was also a co-captain this year. She was a great leader. She still, you know, continued to help the underclassmen, She was continuously in touch with myself, trying to find ways to help the team. I think her teammates are going to really miss her. She was a very valuable uh, part of the team.
0: And then Tiffany Cervantes did not get uh, much of an opportunity in the starting lineup during her time at Betel, although she did have a couple wins, including one in the NESCAC Championships when she was a sophomore. But she's someone who you always want someone right there on the team who sticks with it four years, right? She's
3: going to be missed, kind of like you said, she never really got the opportunity to prove herself on court um, playing in the, you know, top nine, top five. But she would show up. Um, she would work extremely hard. She always had a smile on her face. Um, she just brought those type of, you know, factors to that that is invaluable. So, again, she might not have had, a, have had all the opportunities that her, her fellow seniors did on court. But what she provided off court was fantastic. Um, you know, like I, th- I think it doesn't matter what sports team and coach or captain you speak to, you always want those um, types of players who bring brings that type of you know positive energy and happiness to any environment. So yeah, again, it's going to be sad to, to
0: see her go. On the men's side, Dylan Muldoon obviously has a good bait-squash legacy. His older brother played here, and he's a senior scholar, NESCAC all-academic three times, captain this year, even had a win over uh, an opponent from your alma mater, Trinity, as a sophomore. Uh, What can you say about Dylan Muldoon?
3: You know, I think he's got a very bright future. Um, He's trying to go into pre-med, you know, and whether he becomes a doctor, a surgeon, or just – you know, an important person. He's going to be missed in a lot of different ways. And again, because of his hamstring injury during his junior year, during my first year as a coach, I didn't really see his true potential. But what I can say is, is he, um, together with, with Omar Adia, um, you know, they were the perfect examples of what a bait squash player should be on court. Um, just always giving it 100%, putting their bodies on the line, um, doing whatever it takes to help the team find a win or to help the team off court. Um, yeah, it was just always, always such a fighter and just sure grit on court every single time you would never see, um, Muldoon walk off the court, um, physically fresh. You would always see him walk off court with you know bloody um, knees and put it, you know, like I said, putting his body on the line and everything for his team. He's going to be missed by a lot of people.
0: And then Omar Atea, second team all NESCAC was a sophomore. Uh, you mentioned obviously he had some things that kind of slowed him down the junior a bit, but he was another team captain uh, for the Bobcats and a, and a strong leader, a, a long line of Great players from Egypt that have attended Bates. Yeah, it's kind of sad
3: that um, that that little Egyptian era is officially coming to an end. Hopefully not for long. Right. Uh, next next season we will not have an Egyptian on the team, uh, unfortunately. But um, I'm working hard to change that in the next couple of years. Right, right. <laughs> um, because, like I said, what makes Egyptian squash so special? is it's simple they live by the ideology of survival of the fittest and that's exactly how omar competed on court kind of like i they said same same attributes that his co-captain Muldoon had, had was every single time omar s- stepped on court it was i'm gonna do whatever it takes i am going to claw the guy's eyes out until i can find a way to win And his record doesn't quite show that. um, But everybody that's ever watched him play will agree, you know, just how much he gave on court and how much he gave Bates College. Um, And uh, yeah, I can't be more proud of him for what he has accomplished um, throughout his, his Bates College career. You know, he had a winning record playing in the top four. Right. You know, that's 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 something to be very proud of, you know, even though he might not um, have accomplished the things that he wanted to. I think every senior this year should walk away, you know, disappointed for not having a final season, but extremely proud of what they have accomplished and what they've really meant. Um, yeah.
0: Don't forget to tune in to our Facebook or YouTube channel this Saturday at 6 p.m. for our senior award ceremony. Where we will honor our 50 Senior Scholar Award winners, as well as our two Lindholm Scholar athletes. And next time on the Bates Bobcast, we will preview the NCAA championships for track and field and women's rowing. Plus, a preview of the men's rowing team's return to the IRA national championships. That's next time on the Bates Bobcast.